Uh, <clears throat> hi, everybody. I'm Bruce. Uh, I'm in recovery. Um, I think Wednesday I'll have 11 months, so I'm still relatively new uh, to this area, although I feel like I've been here much longer than that. And that's probably because I've been to over a thousand meetings. Um, so I feel like I've been at this for quite a while. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that I, I really uh, am thankful to secular uh, recovery. Uh, I call it recovery, not AA, because I don't believe secular is AA. I think once you take God out of the equation, it's a different program, but that's a different issue. Um, but I am very thankful to the fellowship. Um, I drank for 53 years every single night. Um, and I tried to stop at least 25 times. I figure every two years I'd try to stop. And I was never able to make more than a couple of weeks. And uh, I've worked very hard to stay sober, but I, I, I give a lot of the credit to the fellowship. Um, it, it really works for me. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that they say in AA is you take what you want and leave the rest. And that's great. Except I didn't know enough about AA to know what to take and what to leave. So that's why I went to a lot of meetings. The other reason I went to a lot of meetings was, uh, I didn't know what the fuck to do with myself. You know, I, I came home every night and drank. That's what I did. Now, all of a sudden, I got this whole night uh, with nothing to do. So I was going to four or five meetings a day, sometimes six meetings. So it actually gave me something to do. And, and my secondary reason was I wanted to understand what this program is about. Um, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to uh, read the big book. I read the big book twice, but I'm not the kind of guy that's going to read it and go, yeah, Okay, let's go. I'm doing all this stuff. I, it, uh, I, I don't I don't operate like that. But just to give you a little history, first of all, my my story is extremely boring. My alcohol story. Um, actually, my recovery is probably a lot more exciting than my drinking ever was. I was a a high functioning alcoholic. Um, I uh, started drinking when I was fifteen. Uh, my oldest best friend, a guy I've known for 63 years since I'm eight years, since I was eight years old, his parents used to own a nightclub. So they were always out and he had a, a maid that would buy us beer. So it was a great deal. We had a place to do it. Uh, and we had somebody to buy the beer. And, um, I just remember that, um, if anybody's old enough here to remember, uh, Schlitz malt liquor used to make a little like eight ounce can. And I found that if my girlfriend had two or three of those, I'd get a little luckier than normal. And I might say that 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 16 year old girlfriend became my wife of 49 years and we're still married. Uh, and she no longer drinks the malt liquor. Um, but, you know, for and the first time I drank, I probably could have said I was an alcoholic because I remember thinking. I want to just keep drinking. The only thing that stopped me was there was no beer left and the maid wouldn't go out and get any more. So um, probably the first time, but I continued to drink. And um, uh, when I was in college, I remember I would go out every night. I would buy a quart of Budweiser. It was 52 cents at the Circle K. I remember 52 cents. I would drink a quart of Budweiser every night and, and I would smoke dope. 
uh, and then I got in the uh, law school and I would drink. I, I moved up the scale a little bit to uh, VO and Coke. And I would basically drink until I would drink when I was studying and I would drink until I couldn't see anymore, pretty much. Um, you know, I got married young. I was 22 years old, had kids young, had my our first son when I was 26. So I was a stay at home. I didn't run around. I wasn't going to bars. I don't I had no DUIs. No, uh, I got no, no good stories at all. Uh, to be honest with you, um, I, I hear great stories in these rooms, uh, and I a lot of times I just I can't even relate. I have no basis upon which to relate to some of these stories, although I do believe the stories are true. But you know, my the road to recovery is a little. I think is a little more interesting. Uh, first of all, in two thousand and eight my kids had an intervention. They were in their early thirties at the time. And they said, dad, you got to stop drinking. It's going to kill you. And I said, you're right. I do have to stop drinking. And I did stop. And I went to traditional AA in Scottsdale, Arizona. And uh, all I knew about AA at that point was it sounded like a religious cult to me. And uh, after going to Scottsdale, uh, the Scottsdale Fellowship, which I call the Scottsdale Christian Fellowship, after going there for six weeks, I came to the conclusion that it was, in fact, a religious cult. That's exactly what it was. Um, they told me I could not get sober without a belief in God. They told me I needed to get down on my knees and pray to Jesus Christ. And I told them that's a very tall order for an atheist Jew. I said, that's just never going to happen. And they didn't throw me out, but they froze me out, boy. They would not, nobody would talk to me. I must have asked six people to be my sponsor and I couldn't, they couldn't run away fast enough. So I, I had a pretty, pretty uh, sour taste in my mouth about AA. And uh, I went, you know, I checked myself into detox. Uh, I didn't even tell my wife I was going to do it. She came home from exercise one morning and I said, I hope you don't have plans this afternoon because I'm going into detox and you're going to have to take me and the detox wasn't bad at all in fact it was it was actually pretty easy but I, I just kept saying to myself what the fuck am I going to do when I get out of here I mean when you're in there you don't you don't have to worry about anything you're not going to drink um, but I had no idea what to do and, and a nurse in detox said, well there's this thing called smart recovery so I went online right away as soon as I got home and I looked up smart recovery, but before I could even get the smart recovery, I discovered the, the Google doc list of all these secular meetings. And of course, like most other people, I had no idea there were secular meetings. I thought it was strictly the God thing. Um, so I started going to meetings. The very first, uh, first day I got out, I think I went to three meetings um, uh, and I continued to go to meetings uh, on a regular basis. Like I say, I was going to four or five meetings up until about eight months. And then I decided that I wanna start having a life beyond going to meetings. Um, but it, it served its purpose uh, initially. I mean, first of all, I it, it was something to do. It did keep me occupied and, um, you know, like anything else, you get used to what you what you do, and, and the and more days that go by, 
the easier it got. And I would say after two months, I didn't even, I had no interest in drinking at all. I didn't have any cravings or anything really. I mean, the first couple of months was rough. The first month I was in that pink cloud and I was completely out of control. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. I was all over the place. But that goes away after about a month. That went away and it was like, oh, Jesus, now what do I do? And that second month was tough. It was very, very tough. But I found by going to meetings and just sticking with it, it does get better and better. But my mind has changed a lot about AA in general. I mean, there's a lot of things about AA I like, but there's a lot of things I don't like. Um, and, and I thought that, I thought secular, I said, oh man, this secular is great. You know, they got rid of the God, but, but sometimes I fear that that's all they did was get rid of the God thing. And I see a lot of the same dogma in, in secular that I saw in traditional. It just, there's no God. Um, and to me, that's not quite enough. Uh, you know, I, they like, a lot of people like to give advice in this program. Lots of advice. I mean, get a, you got to get a sponsor. You got to do the steps. No, you don't have to get a sponsor. And you don't have to do the steps. You can. It might be helpful for certain people. Um, I got a sponsor mainly because I, I just didn't want to have to answer the question anymore. When do you, when do you get a sponsor? When do you get a sponsor? So I got a sponsor. I think I've talked to him twice. Last time I talked to him was May 11th. So I, I guess I don't need a sponsor. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the steps, I fought tooth and nail about the steps because those steps in the big book, that was a non-starter for me. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not putting my life into God's hands or anybody else's hands for that matter. So that was impossible. But I did, I bought Jeffrey Munn's book very early on, probably within the first week of coming to these meetings. And I read those steps and I said, well, these are steps I could actually do. Uh, and I did do the steps. And um, for me, I don't think the steps did a whole lot for me. I think what it did was it did, it didn't teach me anything I didn't already know. What it did do was uh, it made me think a little bit about some of the things, some of the ways that I act and how I could improve. So in that respect, yes, it did help. Um, I don't think everybody has to do the steps. It depends, you know, I, one of the things I find is that AA kind of paints everybody with one big broad brush and we're all, we're all quite different. Um, like I say, I mean, I hear these stories of people's, uh, you know, they're, they're drunkathons and I, I just have no, I mean, I, it's amusing, but it's, it's nothing I can relate to. So, I mean, we're all very different and I think we're all on a different path and, um, you got to figure out what that path is. Um, some of the advice I was given was don't make major changes. Don't make me, I mean, the best way to get me not to do something is tell me I have to do it. Okay. So don't make major changes. I retired two months after I got sober. I sold my house of 30 years and I moved out of state. Those are three major changes. And I was told not to do that. And I'm glad I didn't take the advice because it worked out great for me in, in all regards. It was time for me to retire uh, my kids, I have three boys. Uh, they all grew up in Chicago, where, where I'm originally from, but they all ended up in L.A. So 
I got my kids here and I've got five grandchildren and I got three of the boys play little league baseball and I'm very involved with that. And of course, babysitting, we're free babysitters. So we, we end up doing a lot of babysitting. But, it, you know, especially at this age, I'm 71, almost 72. Um, you know, family is about all you really have when you come right down to it. And, and I'm really glad that I made those moves. But I just find that, uh, you know, I, I was in a meeting the other day and the guy said, well, well for you newcomers, just you got to do the steps. You just have to do the steps. Well, that's bullshit. You don't have to do the steps. The steps aren't for everybody. Uh, you know, in my judgment, the steps four through 12, with the exception of 11, those steps are there. There's nothing earth shaking. That's that's those steps are what adults do. That's what you learn to be an adult. Um, and, and, you know, I, I was an alcoholic and I wasn't a child, though. I, I grew up. I, I had to grow up. I mean, I got a job. I went to school. I got a job. I had kids. I had responsibilities. So, you know, I, I didn't need AA to teach me how to be honest, for example. I'm an honest person, even though I'm a lawyer. I'm still, which incidentally was, I wasn't much of a lawyer because I was too honest. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to, uh, to be really honest in that profession. But, um, you know, I, I did not need AA for that. Now, there are some, there are a lot of children in this program, I notice. And when I say children, I don't mean chronologically. I mean, people that never grew up, they could be in their 30s, their 40s, even their 50s and 60s. They never grew up. The steps are good for those people because, you know, you, you have to learn how to pay bills and take a shower and, and do the things that normal adults do. And I think a lot of people in the program just, they never grew up. And in some of those people, they need, they need that rigidity. They need that dogma. I personally don't need it. Uh, you know, if you notice when I, I said I'm in recovery, I, for the first six months I was saying I'm an alcoholic. I don't say that anymore. Not because I'm not an alcoholic, but because I don't find that saying I'm an alcoholic does anything at all to help me to, to not drink. Um, I, I And, you know, believe it or not, and I'm sure you all believe it, the word still has a, has a negative connotation. It's not like telling somebody, well, I'm a nuclear physicist. When you say you're an alcoholic, it, it has meaning. And I'm not embarrassed at all. In fact, I'm, I'm actually a proud alcoholic. I'm not going to say I'm a grateful alcoholic because that, that one I don't understand at all. I am not a grateful alcoholic. I'm grateful I'm in recovery, but I'm not a grateful alcoholic. Um, so, I mean, you know, everybody has to find their way in this program. It's not, it's not like you just fill in the, the blanks uh, of the form and, and you're, gonna, you're gonna reach nirvana. It's just, it's not realistic and that's not the way it works. Um, I do find that there's a lot of dogma. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of saying, some of which I like one day at a time is a good one. The, the serenity saying, once I, stop calling it a prayer. I'm fine. I think that's great. I, that's one of the things that I think has helped me the most is, uh, uh, you know, don't worry about the shit you can't change because, you know, if you can't change it, you know, fucking accept it and move on. And I, to a certain extent, have been successful doing that. 
except for institutions like the Bank of America, where I lose my shit every time I go in there. Um, but I'm working on it. I'm better than I was. Um, another thing is, you know, when you first come into AA, it's really quite overwhelming. I mean, first of all, everybody's screaming at you, get a, get a sponsor. I mean, I'm supposed to pick somebody in one of these boxes to be my sponsor. I mean, I just got out of fucking rehab after drinking for 53 years. Give me a couple of minutes to figure out where the hell I am before I jump into getting a sponsor. And then, you know, somebody who I'm going to confess all my deep, dark secrets to is, you know, one of the people in one of these boxes, uh, you know, it just, it does, it did not make any sense to me and it still doesn't make sense. Um, so everybody, I mean, by going to as many meetings as I've had, I, I have a pretty good idea of, of now I have a good idea of what to take and what to leave. I did not have that when I started. I mean, my, my whole approach when I started was this is bullshit. The whole thing is bullshit. Uh, and even the big book says, you know, contempt prior to investigation. My question is, what do you do with contempt after investigation? I've done my investigation. I've done my due diligence. I've been to over a thousand meetings I get the program. I get it. And, and I, I know what it can do for me. And I, and I suspect that for certain people, you know, if you believe in God, you could probably just go right down the line and do everything that big books tells you to do. And you, and you probably would come out fine, or you might come out fine. I shouldn't say probably because AA's uh, track record is not that great. <laughs> and, you know, one of the things uh, that, you know, I am so resentful of what traditional AA did to me. I mean, they sent me back out there and I drank for another 12 years and I was ready to stop drinking, but I, I had no support base. I had nowhere to turn and I ended up drinking again. And, um, you know, I, I can't prove this because I don't think it's provable, but my bet would be that AA has probably killed more people than they've saved by, by, by rejecting people that don't believe in God and don't believe. And incidentally, I don't believe in a higher power either. I've heard all the cliches, group of drunks, good early direction, go on douchebag, whatever. I've heard them all. And uh, I, you know, I don't buy it. I read the, the book. It's very clear what God they're talking about. It's not a good early direction. It's a group of drunks. It's not that. It's a Christian God. And, uh, you know, for me, I reject that. And I, you know, are you guys my higher power? I guess if you want to say that, you could say that you're my higher power. But to me, you just look like a bunch of people trying not to drink like me. I don't know how uh, that's a higher power necessarily. I, maybe I'm just splitting hairs, but I mean, you know, words have meaning, you know, and when people tell me, God can mean group of drunks or your higher power can be a doorknob. I mean, come on. That's insulting. That's insulting. Uh, that would be insulting to my 10 year old grandson. Um, so there's a lot of things in AA that I don't particularly like. There's a lot of things in secular that I don't like. I, I kind of fear it's going the same the same way as traditional, except there's no God involved. Um, but I, once again, I do, the fellowship for me was the key. Uh, it's other people knowing 
what you're going through. Uh, but another thing that, that disturbs me is I, you know, AA talks about honesty, and I have never seen more dishonesty in one place than I have in some of these rooms. You know, some people are just giving you a happy talk. You know, they're trying to say what 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 they think you want to hear. And other people, I think, are just bullshitting themselves completely. I mean, if you think you're going to do the 12 steps and all of a sudden you're going to be this great person, well, that's just not happening. It's not the way it works. And that's the impression. That's the impression I had was, geez, look at all this shit. And, and, and another thing that disturbs me is, you know, a lot of people come in here with a lot of self-hatred, uh, a lot of self-doubt. Uh, you know, I never had a particular problem with the, my self-image, but a lot of people do. Um, and then, you know, they're saying they're an alcoholic and then, and then you know, it's, you got to do the steps because you're defective, you got character defects and you need to make amends. I mean, it's all negative. Where's the positivity? I mean, everything, everything I see, almost everything I see is negative. I mean, people, I've seen people relapse and they're afraid to come back because there's, there's people in these rooms that say, oh, you got to start counting over again. You know, that's, that's not necessary. And that's not helpful at all. That's not helpful at all to say, you got to start, start counting over again. I mean, you keep that stuff to yourself. I, I just don't find that that's helpful at all, but um, that's about all I got to say. Uh, I, I, if I, I don't like to give advice and I don't like taking advice. The only advice I would give to newcomers is, Go to a lot of meetings and find out what the program's about. Really find, and I, you know, I've probably read, I don't know, 15 books. Every book that's been recommended to me, I've bought and read. Um, so I, I know a lot about the subject. Um, I'm not an expert or anything, uh, although that's not really my goal to be an expert. Uh, and I, you know, I've read about the history of AA and, and I, I, I get, I get what's, what's happening. Um, but for newcomers, go to meetings and, and see see what works for you. And the only other thing is, you know, if you if you it's amazing that you know for me drinking, it wasn't it wasn't it didn't ruin my life, but it wasn't fun. It wasn't not fun. It wasn't anything. I, it didn't really do that much for me, to be honest with you. And it just became a habit, like smoking is a habit. And once you get out of the habit. Um, you know, I'm done with that habit. I don't need to do that anymore. I, I have replaced my addiction for alcohol with uh, tea. And late at night, I use chamomile, so it doesn't have caffeine. Um, you know, I was vaping before I got sober. I'm still vaping. Um, but, you know, and I suppose you could say I'm addicted to meetings, although I'm, I'm weaning myself I'm down to one or two a day as opposed to four or five. But I do find if a day or two, a day goes by and I haven't been to a meeting, I feel a little weird. I do feel a little weird. So I know it helps. I know it works. Uh, I know that the fellowship for me is the difference between getting sober and, and not getting sober. Because I tried so many times and I was you know, through sheer willpower and I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Um, so anyhow, that's it. That's all I got to say. Thank you very much for allowing me to uh, share with you all. 
this was my first time. I was a virgin in the, the qualifying department and, and now I'm not. <laughs> so thank you guys. <laughs>